Review season is about recommendations. You don't need someone to recommend you Sherlock Holmes. Whether or not you have read Arthur Conan Doyle's original stories, watched one of the many renditions, or experienced some form of pastiche, there is no doubt that some comparison to Sherlock Holmes worms its way into your life. Especially if you said something painfully obvious. What is far, far less common is work endorsed by the Conan Doyle estate. Coming in second place for our 2023 recommendations is Moriarty, one of two official continuation stories commissioned by the estate from powerhouse writer Anthony Horowitz. When we covered Magpie Murders and A Line to Kill, Anthony asked us, based on our description of our favourite murder mysteries, to give Moriarty a go, as he said he was incredibly proud of a function of the narrative that spoke to our tastes. Two years later, it's a delight to say he was absolutely right, but maybe not for the reasons he intended. Sherlock Holmes and John Watson do not appear in this Sherlock Holmes and John Watson continuation story. Instead, the novel sets itself soon after Conan Doyle's The Final Problem, in which Holmes and Moriarty plummet to their deaths at Reichenbach Falls. Horowitz engages with the consequences of the most infamous narrative decision in history. With the great detective no longer with us, what would become of London's criminal underworld? What greater evil would emerge to plague the streets now that Professor Moriarty is not there to guide its every machination? We follow the words of Frederick Chase, an investigator from the infamous Pinkerton's Detective Agency. Chase has been sent from the United States by his superiors to discover the hiding place of notorious bloodthirsty crime boss Clarence Devereaux. Chase's lead informant was executed brutally, and so his last gasp on the case is to try and find a link between Professor James Moriarty and Clarence Devereaux's connections in London's underground. Atop the Swiss Alps, Chase attempts to persuade local police to let him search the late professor's body for a rumoured invitation to meet Devereaux. His investigation is interrupted by Scotland Yard detective Athelney Jones, once the laughingstock of the Sign of the Four, and the pair form a tenuous alliance as they attempt to stem the bloodshed beginning to engulf London's streets under Devereaux's watch. Over the course of the novel, the duo become fast friends, despite their initial tensions, following in the wake of Devereaux and his associates' movements trying to find a chink in the armour that will fell the American vampire. Set piece after set piece is put to ruin on their quest, each showing the horrors that await should they fail, but also forcing them to reckon with their motives, and if those motives are enough to push through to the finish line. From Horowitz, whose stated goal at the time of these novels was to write a story wherein the character was unchanged from the original texts, this book is a fascinating choice. Whether or not you agree with Horowitz's interpretation in The House of Silk, Moriarty stands as a thesis on the world and how it shaped the characters he wrote. You get the sense that Horowitz sees the superhumanity of Sherlock Holmes as a fact of the world. As many characters point out in the novel, it's hardly scientific detective work. Sherlock's pattern recognition is more to the tune of a mystic, cold reading a crime scene with a shockingly high success rate. Unfortunately for the remaining cast, they live in reality. Athelney Jones, whilst a much better detective than John Watson's account gave him credit for, still makes errors that his new ally Chase covers with his differing perspective. Scotland Yard, whilst practically ready to storm in and stop Devereux at a moment's notice, are bound by bureaucracy. Chase and Jones have to learn how to play the game of superheroes as normal men to win against Devereaux, the man who hides from daylight. Whether or not what you've just heard is how you see Sherlock and his world, Moriarty 
is best as a novel because the ways that Horowitz plays with that interpretation are fascinating, engaging, and incredibly clever. There are beats of the story where as you start to internalize the vision of the world, you realize the next move is obvious, and it is better for being so. Horowitz has elegantly rendered the swashbuckling aura of Conan Doyle's novels, but with the power relationship inverted, where it is instead the enemy that is superhuman, rather than our detective. Instead of the world being confounded by Holmes, we see the very human story of Athelney Jones and his family, and the struggle to best the degraded image he was lambasted with by Watson. Rather than it simply being a matter of time before a clever crook is caught, instead Devereux is the Dracula who could go on forever if left unchecked. The story is broken up into short, decisive sequences, each bringing their own mini-puzzles and solutions to whet your mystery appetite. The time you have to solve word games is measured in paragraphs and not pages or chapters. Horowitz keeps you on your toes with these bite-sized challenges, dissuading you from the core mysteries of the story, including, perhaps, their very existence. That said, even if you find the core twists of this story ruthlessly predictable, you will discover there is even more to be learned about his reading of Conan Doyle's world once you peek behind the curtain. Moriarty by Anthony Horowitz lands in second place on review season for Death of the Reader's 2023 season. Whether or not you think that it lands as high on your personal mystery pantheon as Conan Doyle himself is something you will have to decide for yourself. But you would be hard-pressed to find a more insightful continuation novel in any Mystery Greats extended canon. This is Death of the Reader. You're listening to your Murder Mystery World Tour on 2SER 107.3.